Hello, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. We're excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, these podcasts were started to highlight local stories of faith and sports and also highlight some members of our leadership team. And on today, I'm excited to have my friend Jamie Talir from Selma. He's also a member of our leadership team. He's on the phone with me today, and we're going to hear his story. I met Jamie in the summer of 2015, as we were launching All In Sports Outreach, at the time he was the director of baseball for the city of Selma, and he has been instrumental in our partnership with the city rec department with our uh, annual baseball and softball camps. So without further delay, we're going to jump into his story. So, Jamie, thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, why don't you start with just telling the listeners just a little bit about your story Tell us about your family, kind of, and you know what. What do you do today, career-wise? Um, well, um, you know, I'm not from Selma. I'm actually from um, California, and uh, I actually moved out to Selma um, back in about 2003. And uh, you know, actually met my wife when I was just here visiting uh, my parents for um, Christmas, and uh, just ended up uh, moving back out here in 2003, and. I've been here ever since, and uh, now we've been married. It'll be 12 years in October, and we have two children, Caden, uh, who's nine, and my daughter, Lila, who's five. Awesome. So you moved to Selma from California. What was that transition like? Um, it was a, a pretty big transition as far as just um, the cost of living and lifestyle in general. Uh, California is a pretty fast-paced place and very expensive place, and Selma is is definitely more mellow, and um, definitely uh, the cost of living is something I like here. It's definitely uh, been a game changer, and actually uh, several of my friends have now live in Selma, Alabama as well from California, so it was kind of funny how that worked out. That is crazy. I I think you may be the first person I've ever met that moved from California to Selma. That's awesome. So how old were you when you moved to Selma? I was uh, 23. Okay. So you grew up in California. So uh, what sports did you play as a youth? Well, um, early on, I was all about soccer. Um, probably from the time I was five to the time I was about 10 or 11, I was all about soccer, club soccer. Um, you know, uh, did the whole AYSO, was, was real big in California, so... Um, we did all about, uh, we were all about soccer. So, uh, that's what I played early on, but then I just kind of got into to everything, baseball, basketball, and, and football with, um, football being my, my true love. So did you play football in high school? I did. I actually played football all through junior high and then high school and then, um, went on to play, um, two years of junior college and actually got in and, and played a little bit of semi-professional in arena football. Wow, and then you went into, is that when you went into, fell in love with uh, coaching and started trying to pursue coaching? It, it is, it is. And, um, you know, coaching is just, uh, you know, I I loved playing and, and I thought I was a pretty good player. But um, uh, coaching is just so much fun. Just uh, when you coach a kid and, and he finally just gets it and you see him get it, It's uh, there's nothing like it. And you coach at the high school level, right? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, I actually spent about 10, 
10, 11 years coaching at the high school level. Mostly in the Dallas County, Selma area? Yeah, well, I actually started coaching in California. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, started coaching high school ball in California, and then um, when I moved to Selma, got involved here at the uh, the probably the big private school in the Dallas County area, Morgan Academy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a coach there, I got a state championship ring uh, my first year coaching there, and actually – uh, on that team was my, uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, so, uh, my brother-in-law was, uh, a senior that year. And so, um, it was kind of cool to, to get the coach in and, and, uh, um, you know, we kind of had that special bond and actually he and I ended up coaching together for three years, uh, later down the road. So, um, it was definitely football has definitely been a big part of my life. And what, what positions did you coach? I well, I played quarterback all through high school. I actually played quarterback in, in strong safety, and then, um, but quarterback and I'd say probably wide receivers are my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, not not saying that I'm an expert in them; those are just the things that I've I've studied uh, the most and and probably enjoy the most and get real technical with. So um, I would have to say, you know, quarterbacks and receivers are, are my thing. So you've got you know, a number of years coaching. So what would you say, and you may have already touched on it with your brother-in-law, but what would you say is your greatest accomplishment accomplishment or memory as a coach? Um, wow. Let's see. Um, probably my greatest coaching accomplishment would be when I, um, when I, took the job at Dallas County high to be the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator there with Marty Smith being the head coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was the, the second year of Marty being the head coach. He was there one year and they went three and seven. And in that second year, we, we really, we had a good staff. We communicated well and, and we finally, you know, our kids just kind of, got it. I don't know what it was, but that second year of, of Marty's tenure, my first year, um, you know, we made the playoffs. We, we flipped the three and seven season from the year before to, I think we went seven and five that year Oh wow! and, and made the playoffs. And for the first year, and I think it was 15 years, um, it was either, it was either 12 or 15 years. The first time they had made the playoffs. So, um, that was a, that was a big deal. That was a, you know, it was a big deal around the school. Like everybody was kind of like shocked. And, that is and huge. So it was a, it was a huge deal for us. It was a huge deal for those kids. Um, you know, that was um, definitely a cool, cool accomplishment. But as far as moment, I'd probably have to say, um, yeah, winning that state championship. Um, you know, my brother-in-law actually got the MVP of the game. Oh wow! Um, um, he had like 16 tackles and. I mean, you know, forced fumble. I mean, he was just everywhere and actually went on to, I was one of the 10 finalists for the, um, uh, Alabama, Mr. Alabama, Mr. Football, Alabama's Mr. Football award. Oh, wow. He won the, that's uh, a big award. The AI, yeah, he won the, the AISA version of it, but then because they do them all together, all the guys are finalists for him. So he won it for AISA football that year. 
That's cool. So kind of flip the table a little bit. Um, we talked about accomplishment moment. What about, you know, your biggest disappointment? Because we all know that sports, you know, you can be high one day and get knocked down the next. So I know you've experienced some challenges or disappointments. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, a lot of different um, challenges and disappointments. Uh, you know, biggest disappointment you know, it, I would say the biggest disappointment in coaching period is, you know, a loss never hurts, but a loss, the thing that disappoints you the most is not the loss to you, but it's, it's because of the work and effort that you've, that your kids put in that you see, and then you see how disappointed they are. And that's what really, uh, at least for me, gets me and, and, and breaks my heart because, you know, they are the ones that are out there playing and, and, and everything. And so when you see them put the work in and work as hard as they do, and then they come up just short, that's, that's the most disappointing thing for me because it, it, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Well, I could see, yeah, that's, that's good. So you're also involved, still involved in sports, even though you're not in, in coaching at this moment, um, you're involved in a couple organizations there locally, one being the Michael Johnson foundation, you know, Michael being from Selma, played at Dallas County now with the Cincinnati Bengals. So tell us a little bit about what his foundation does, kind of the mission of it, and what they do for Selma, and how long you've been on the board, and kind of how you got involved in that. Well, sure. Uh, I just want to correct one thing. I actually am coaching. I'm coaching my son's team, um, you know, with his peewee football team. Oh, yeah, which is, that's right. Um, probably, uh, probably my coolest thing yet. Uh, it's definitely different than high school, but, uh, the fact that I get to coach my son is, uh, has been pretty awesome. And we, we enjoy going over plays and doing all that kind of stuff. Awesome. But, yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. I didn't mention the peewee coaching. Um, but, uh, but with, uh, yeah, with MJ 9390, the foundation, um, you know, Michael Johnson, who now plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, actually went to Dallas County high school. And, um, I first met Mike, actually, Mike was in high school. He was actually, it was during basketball season. Cause I was helping, I was the assistant coach for the girls basketball team there. Um, one of my friends was the head coach and asked me to come help. And this was when I first moved to Selma. Um, I mean, like right moved to Selma, the very first thing I really did. And, um, met Mike there and Mike went on to play uh, college football at Georgia tech. And we, when he came back to Selma, we just, you know, kind of kept in touch a little bit. And then, um, you know, he came and did a camp um, for somebody else. And I was there helping that person. I believe it was Eric Jackson was doing his own camp at that point and asked Mike to come back and help. And um, that's kind of where we really hooked up. And uh, Mike started his own camp the following year. And um, I've been helping with that camp um, every year. And we're going into our – We've done eight years now, going into our ninth. Wow! And but but I will say, his foundation does much more than that football camp, right? I mean, he really truly does give back to Selma. Oh yeah, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there's, you know, uh, people that know NFL players, or you know, that aren't famous people that just know NFL players, you know, uh, and have personal relationships with them. I'm sure they all have, you know, they they're those guys are so humble and, and, you know, those guys do all this stuff. Well, I mean, I can honestly say that, that Michael does, um, 
the foundation. He is all about giving back to Selma, and that's what exactly what that foundation uh, is about. It's about see it first. He wants kids to know and, and see their goals and want them to accomplish them and let them know that nothing is impossible uh, if they put their mind to it and put the work in. And Mike's all about making sure those kids are going to see those goals and letting them know that there are those rewards. You can be, you know, like him or greater than he is, you know, as far as, you know, famous or whatever, doing whatever you love um, if you put the work in. But he wants them to see it, and, and he wants them to see it at a young age, not to see it late, you know. Yeah. He doesn't want them to wait until high school to see it. He wants them to see it at elementary school, at junior high, and, you know, all the way, start early so they can see it and have that success. And um, just the foundation has every year we just – it gets better and better and better. And we have a really good board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael's mom, Thomasine Johnson, is in charge of it, and she does such an amazing job, you know, because, I mean, Mike, during the, during the football season, I mean – He's, he's got a job to do, you know, he's playing every week and he's got to put in that work during the week. So he can't be here all the time trying to, trying to run things. And at the same time, you know, not a lot of people know this, but we have things that are going on in Cincinnati and Selma. Ah, okay. So, uh, I mean, you know, a lot like all in sports outreach, you know, we have things that are going on in Selma and Dallas. Mm -hmm. Well, Mike's foundation does things in Cincinnati as well as Selma. So, um, He's got things going. He's got a lot of things in the air, and they give back so much back to Cincinnati, and he does the same thing here in Selma. And uh, his foundation has just been a real cool thing to be a part of. Uh, you know, and I'm just a very small, integral little small piece of it. I mean, there are so many people that help both in Cincinnati and in Selma that, um, you know, just give beyond – uh, their time and effort, and uh, without them, you know, that foundation wouldn't be possible. But it's really Mike's and Thomasine's vision mm-hmm. um, for the foundation that have really made it the success that it is. And you know, it's so funny that you know he's led by example, and he's got his NFL buddies that he brings to Selma for his football camp. Those guys are starting to, starting to do foundations and starting to do camps. And they all, and you can ask uh, most of them, you know, I mean, he's got Carlos Dunlop, Gino Adkins, Clint McDonald. You can ask those guys. I mean, Carlos started it based upon what he saw here in Selma. Wow. With Mike doing what he was doing. So, and, and same with Clint. So now, you know, those guys go to each other's camps and it's just getting bigger and bigger and they just help each other out. And so um, just Mike's example kind of started a lot of those things. And, um, you know, those guys will be the first to tell you that, you know, when they came to Mike's camp and saw what it was about, it made them want to look into doing the same thing. And now they have their own camps going. So, um, you know, Mike's done a lot and still is doing a lot. That's very good. Yeah, what a, what a great example for even non-professional athletes just to, to have a vision and follow it and, and to always remember to give back. That's good. So let's shift gears a little bit to talk a little bit about faith. Um, how long have you been a Christian? Uh, as long as I can remember. I've been, um, you know, I've been raised in the church my whole life. My dad was a, a, is a pastor, was a preacher, um, was a deacon, and, and then became a priest, actually, in the Charismatic Episcopal Church. 
Um, so I've been raised in the church my entire life. And, but I mean, really, as far as a personal, personal relationship with, with the Lord, I was probably 11 or 12. Yeah. That's what, that that was going to be my follow-up. At what point did you realize that it's not your parents' faith? I mean, it's got to be, it's yours. Yeah, I would say probably when I was about 12, just before I was 12, um, you know, that's when I really asked the Lord, hey, I want to, I want to do this. I want to, I want you to be, you know, the Lord of my life. That's awesome. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, about that age and, um, you know, there've been struggles, obviously, you know, you have, sometimes you have your ups and your downs, you're, you're on fire and you're not. And, um, you know, you have those low, low valleys and those high peaks, but, um, man, God is good. God is faithful. And he sure has been in my life. And I can be the first to tell you, I'm not deserving of it at all. Amen. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's a good reminder. Um, that no matter what the lows and the highs that God's always good. God's the same. God doesn't change. Doesn't matter what we're going through. He's, he's always there. Absolutely. So I know listening, we have, uh, I know a number of student athletes, I know coaches that listen to this podcast. So um, I'm going to ask you, you know, what advice would you offer maybe a coach that um, wants to live out their faith in the schools and be bold? Because let's face it, it's not as accepting today as it was five, ten years ago for a coach to be bold in his his or her faith in their school. So, you know, what advice would you offer a coach um, and encourage them to to take the stand? Because, you know, I've talked to a number of coaches and and athletes, and and one thing we always talk about is athletics is a platform. Whether we like it or not, it is. And it's a platform that can be used for good or can be used for bad. And – you know, so coaches and student athletes, they have a unique opportunity to use that platform. So, you know, how would you encourage them or what advice would you offer them to, you know, to be bold? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a, definitely a platform. I mean, look what's going on in our country right now, um, you know, with the NFL and things. But, um, you know, I would say be bold. You know, it's it's. You know, I was sharing earlier with disappointments. The one thing that you don't want to have a regret of, I didn't tell this kid that because you may be afraid of, of, of backlash or not. And, and there are always those chances of backlash, but that backlash may not be um, from that kid necessarily. That, that kid may actually take what you just told him to heart. Wow. And that may, that may change his life. Now, yeah, you may face backlash because of, um, you know, from parents or, or, or whatever, um, of people that, you know, might not want you to teach that to their son, but in the midst of, of that, you may change their son's life completely. And they may come back at you 10, 15 years down the road and says, you saved my son's life. And that boy, that, that girl or that boy or that son or that daughter may come to you and say, coach, you changed my life and literally saved my life that day. And so, you know, that's why I would always say be bold and to, you know, be yourself, obviously, but make sure 
as as a Christian, Christ is you. You are Christ. Christ. You need to show Christ through you. Mm-hmm. So, so by being yourself, you're doing that. You know, and and a lot of times, you know, you don't necessarily have to say anything. You can say, you can preach the gospel every day without saying a word by just setting an example. Well, yeah, you know, my, and so. I remember my dad always told me, son, your actions speak louder than your words. And that is, to me, is very true in your spiritual life as well. Oh, it is. It, it's very, very true in your spiritual life. I mean, you get you get very, and I, I mean, I know I do as a coach. I'm very uh, passionate about football and about teaching the boys to do it the right way. And, you know, I have to catch myself sometimes and be like, Lord, I'm sorry, because I'm not always that passionate about him, mm. and I need it. And I also need to show that, too, but I can show that through my actions rather than the words that I speak. That's good. And... And so that's what I would just tell a, a young coach or coaches anywhere that, you know, you know, don't be afraid to be bold and make sure that you are you, but being a Christian, you is showing Jesus, not necessarily speaking it, but showing it because like you said, actions will always speak louder than your words. And those actions may lead to words being spoken to somebody that changed their life. That's good. That's a good reminder. Wow. That's, yeah, there's nothing, there's no follow-up need on that one. That was good. So, you know, I mentioned in the intro that you serve on the leadership team for, for the organization there in Selma. So you've been with us for a little over two years now. So what what drew you to All In Sports Outreach? What was the first thing that, that you said, hey, I want to be a part of that? Well, for, you know, first, you know, I was, like you said, I was just the director of baseball and softball for Selma. And, and you know, when um, another team leader, Bob Frazier, came to me and kind of was telling me about everything that All In was about, you know, first of all, um, any kind of Christian organization that's trying to help young people um, is something that I definitely want to, listen and take part and do anything that I can do to help with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you put my two passions together, um, you know, my love for Christ and my love for sports. Um, you know, I it couldn't ask for a better, better situation or better, better thing to, to be a part of. So not only do I get to help, you know, lead children to the Lord, but I can help them be better baseball, basketball, or football players, you know? So, um, that is, um, something that I was very, very interested in. But, I mean, you guys, uh, you know, were awesome enough to, to take me in and actually ask me to, to be on the, the leadership, and, and uh, I felt real honored by that. And uh, I've just had a ball doing it. I think we've we've had a good time. And, and look, I mean, you know, when it first started to what it is now is, is, I mean, it just reminds you how good God is. Oh, absolutely. I was telling somebody just today, that it, I just, every day, I'm just, I wake up and go, really? You know, we just thought it was going to be a couple camps maybe, and, you know, it just seems like constantly God is just opening new doors. And, and I think a lot of it's just, you know, when you make yourself available and and say, you know, I'll be obedient, I'll trust you, and he is just faithful to continue to provide those opportunities and to pull the right people together. So 
So I appreciate that. That's good. So the last thing uh, we ask everybody that's on every every episode so far is, uh, you know, the name of the organization is All In Sports Outreach, and we all know what the first two words mean. We know what All In means, um, you know, giving it your all. And we talk to, you know, every camp we do, we talk to kids and tell them, hey, not just at this camp, but in life, you know, you need to be all in, whether it's your spiritual life or at school or at home, at work. It doesn't matter. You need to be all in because in reality, I mean, God gave us a perfect example. He was all in for each one of us. He sent his son for each one of us. Um, So what does it mean to you to be all in? And most specifically, what does it mean to be all in in your walk with Christ? Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, all in means you want to be, I mean, you want to give everything to whatever you're doing at that point. So if you're, you know, if you're playing football, you want to be all in for that particular practice or that game or that season. Um, you want to give a hundred percent. Um, my, and, you know, being all in in your walk with Christ is, um, First of all, it's a fight. It's a struggle every day to be all in because there's so many different things around us that distract us. Um, you know, whether it's work, whether it's um, you know our our lives outside of work, you know, kids, our hobbies, um, things like that. You know, that are all around us to distract us. Um, but all in means, you know, doing our best and 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 trying to give our best the lord knows that we are imperfect and that you know that we're not perfect and that we're not going to ever be perfect but um he still wants us to fight and he still wants us to give everything that we can to it he knows that we're going to come up short because i mean he's all-knowing he knows that um but we have a loving lord and a forgiving lord and so he's there to um, help us when we do fall short. But he wants us to give it everything we have. And so when I think of all in, I think of giving everything that I have, knowing that I am going to fall short, but knowing that that's, I mean, the Lord's there. That's, you know, what he does. He's, you know, our Alpha our and our Omega. You know, he's our father. He's going to, to be there when we do fall short. and He's going to love us no matter what. And so he just wants the effort. That's good. Very good. Well, thank you, Jamie, for um, taking a few minutes to to talk and share your story. I know um, I'm always encouraged anytime I talk to you or around you, just your passion for for the Lord, for sports, for people is, is contagious. So um, I know I've been encouraged just by this conversation. I'm quite confident that people listening today Uh, will be encouraged as well and we do thank everybody who listens to the podcast we ask you to keep uh, downloading sharing this with your family and friends as we seek to further spread the gospel through this platform of media and as we always say we love hearing from you we love hearing from uh, from our listeners and if you're a Facebook user you can just type in all in sports outreach on Facebook and you can find our page and keep up with everything that's going on with the organization and you can send us a message there or non Facebook users just go to our website www.allinsportsoutreach.org you can contact us there and and find out anything you want to know about the organization our leadership team pictures upcoming events a little bit of background information so Um, We encourage you to check out our Facebook page and website. We'd love to hear from you. 
Um, and, and again, thanks for listening. And until the next episode, we just encourage you to be all in.